Oh man, I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, it's like so. uh, if I don't just suddenly burst into, you know, a fit of tears, uh, it's it's just sort of like wondering what hour is it? You know, <laughs> it's, right? It's no, kind of like fluctuating between the two. I've actually my latest thing now. I've taken to watching YouTube videos of nuclear destruction in order to calm myself down. What do you do? Why? <laughs> you know what's fucked up? It's working. That's really? the thing. That's how fucked up everything is. I'm the once again. Sorry, <laughs> I have to. I have to do that like every hour, or like I, I just fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both saddened by the daily videos that I watch. Like I feel like um, I've, I've just, I just force myself to watch the 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 protests and how police react to the protesters mm-hmm. and it inf- it's both infuriating and ult- utterly depressing um mm-hmm. and um then i watch uh videos of protesters dancing in the streets like and, and just doing uplifting speeches and like um i saw this video the other day of a of an older black man Telling a younger black man that he doesn't know how to deal with... Oh, man. I can't even talk about it without fucking crying. Ah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. It's like an older black man telling a younger black man uh, that he doesn't know what to do. And then the that younger black man telling an even young... Like a teenage black kid, like, mm. uh, you have to do... You're doing what we couldn't. And it's fucking kills me uh but it's beautiful you know shit that's part of the <laughs> no no the first tears it, on rbt <laughs> i i know that place all too well my friend um yeah. but yeah this uh there's something there's something about seeing humanity displayed um in stark contrast at its best and at its worst that can't help but to move you unless you're a completely soulless bastard then you um then you just further entrench yourself into uh ignorant beliefs so you know if you can just for your own well-being you know find something anything that uh from from everything that's going on that will uplift you if only for 10 seconds because those 10 those 10 seconds count Sanity counts out there, people. Find something, like you said, find something that makes you happy for a little bit and regain your sanity because these are these are difficult times. Um, mm. And uh, also, you know, um, while you're out there, you could try um, donating to... Uh, you thought I was gonna do the catchphrase, right? I did. I was just like, "Oh, it's it's over already. It's been it's been an hour. Wow! <laughs> All right, <laughs> fastest <laughs> show ever." <laughs> but yeah, um, donate to um the protesters. Uh, there's a bunch of bail funds, but if in New- you're in New York, try uh bail out NYC. You know, um, and they're they're really awesome. Um, you know, there is the bail funds by state. 
There's the Unicorn Riot Fund. There's Protester in Need. There's BLM Frontline Fund. Um, and, you know, for our UK listeners, there's fun protesters in the UK. I don't think we have any UK listeners. And if you do, you know, uh, share your stories with us. Um, yeah. And mad props to you guys for uh, what you did to that statue earlier today. You guys, oh, what, are f- what happened with the statue? You guys are fucking they're fucking metal over there, man. Like they they have their own. I guess they have their own equivalent of Confederate statues over there. Um, I forget the name of this of the specific figure, but he is known to have trafficked Africans into slavery um, back in the 16, 1700s. Um, so for years, uh, people in this particular in this particular province have been asking, can the statue be removed? And the government just ignored them. And then they said, okay, let's compromise. Can we put up a placard explaining the full history of this figure so that people don't just think he's some national hero again, nothing but silence from the government. So what they did, they went in Iraqi style and they pulled the statue down and they spray painted it. They stomped it. (laughs) And then they threw it in a fucking creek. <laughs> Noise! Oh man, um, can we just put like a guitar sound, like a guitar solo sound effect right here? Because that yeah. is fucking <laughs> dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. I know that a bunch of Confederate statues, like all over the United States, have been like. Either vandalized or just like blown apart, <laughs> which I'm just like, no gods, no masters, <laughs> reclaim the reclaim the land for our own. Black Lives so, Matter. Some of them have been taken down under the darkness of night by um, other state officials. Um, so I'm 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 so glad that's happening. Of course, you see the occasional idiotic remark online it's just like well you know shouldn't we put them in museums so that you know we don't repeat the past and it's just like that's why we have books <laughs> <laughs> these fucking bootleggers with their fucking excuses <laughs> just like well, well what about my white hair Re- read a book <laughs> asshole <laughs> like that's what history is for. Exactly. That's where you read about, you know, you know, where the wrong side of history lies. Exactly. You can learn a lot from books. I mean, <laughs> there are whole institutions just dedicated to books. So there must be something to them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but speaking of something, I think we should let the people know who we are. That's right. I am Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program once On again. Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Yes, yes. Here to bring you some goodness. We know that the world is um, in a tumultuous place. I f- it's We're almost used to it, except something else pops up. It's just like... It's it's like every episode ends on a cliffhanger, sort of, and then it's just like come back next week for the <laughs> next twist, you know. So, um, will we be falling apart? Who knows? You're gonna have to tune in. 
uh, we're back with our movie compare and contrast series, and uh, this week we've got <laughs> we've got two very unique films. I mean, every week is unique, but <laughs> ma- man, if 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 we're gonna talk about like fine craftsmanship, da- and then compare it to. I can't Guardians of the say, Galaxy. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, this week we are reviewing, as uh, Pablo said, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, and we're putting that up. We're putting that up against Killer Clowns from Outer from Space. Outer space. <laughs> from Outer Space. Not, not from Utah. Not nope. from Czechoslovakia. No, no, no. From Outer Space. That's right. It's not even inner space, man. It's like outer space. It's like beyond <laughs> inner, you know? You tell Martin Short about inner space right here. <laughs> we got killer clouds from outer space. <laughs> inner space is definitely going to be going on the list, though. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> movies we got, movies we're going to watch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, which one do you want to cover first? Uh, holy. Um, You're the coin toss. Coin toss. Coin toss. All right. You know what? Let's just jump into Killer Clowns first. All right. Just, cool. just because I got to say off the top of my head, there isn't a single character in that film that I care about. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't remember a single name of any of the main characters, if you can even call them main characters. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they're, the the main characters are so forgettable. I've forgotten all of their names. So I'm just going to say um, brown haired kid is the protagonist, right? OK, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's call him Kevin. You know what? Kevin. So Kevin. um no, Kevin isn't even introduced in the beginning of the movie. Um, just like some nameless, like, uh, 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 like I think he's a hobo living in the woods. Okay. And then he sees a star fall in the yes. distance. That's and right. And then it, it, he, he goes to investigate and t- sees that it has turned into, uh, uh, ha- ha- you know... It, it, a circus tent. Yeah, it's a circus tent. <laughs> I'm like, how do I describe this? <laughs> because you're trying not to sound as though you've lost it. That's why. No. <laughs> it's like a comet falls out of the sky and it's a circus tent. You yeah, know? Like... Why not? Because <laughs> what better mode of transportation is there than, you know, a, <laughs> a stationary event space? So... <laughs> So, yeah, it turns into a circus tent. And uh, so this uh, this hobo or or as I think I should we should uh, refer to him, a shit farmer and his dog. Yes. uh, They they go to investigate because what else are you going to do? Right. You know, Yeah, I know the movie has (laughs) to get going. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and and I have to say and not to just, you know, not to boil this down to racial stereotype. But why is it in movies? that white people always have to investigate. Like, <laughs> don't you know? Like, don't do that. 
Like one of the things, one of the best comments I've ever read online <laughs> of somebody actually taking stock of their whiteness. They're like, I'm white, but I'm not, hey, there's a noise in the woods. Let's go. Let's go investigate white. You know, <laughs> I'm not that kind of white. So it's always the Karens that go first. Right. What's that noise? <laughs> right. What's going on? <laughs> let's put on our heels and go into the woods. You know. So, so he goes to explore. Somehow, his dog uh, ends up getting uh, uh, abducted, missing, whatever. Because it's always it's always the good souls that get it first. And uh, he's trying to pop <laughs> shit to this clown tent. Yeah. He's just like, you know, you give me back my dog, you know, and he. <laughs> He tries to grab it. One of the support uh, ropes of uh, this spaceship tent and he's electrocuted Mm -hmm. and lives somehow. Yeah. As what happens when you get electrocuted, you live like a a perfectly normal life. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But then that's when that's when the trouble starts. That's when we get to meet one of these outer space clowns. <laughs> Just the fact that you're saying it with a straight face is perfect. I love that. Just shows up, pulls out a space up a space gun and shoots the guy. And this is this is the amount of care that we get for every single character in the film. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean like, you know, it's uh, it's clowny hijinks at its best, I think. Um, like if you're in the mood for 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 something clowny, like look no further than Killer Clowns. Uh, but because um, like the Killer Clowns, the, like that was the first straightforward. Like I I'm pulling out a gun. By the way, kind of unimaginative for a clown, um, where he just pulls out a gun and he is just like. Bang, you're cotton can all right. You know what? It's more imaginative than I give it credit for. Because <laughs> they turn him into like a what what do they call what do they they turn him into like a a, a, a cotton candy cocoon. Ah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That rolls certain, off the tongue very well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's also all spelled with K's because <laughs> killer clowns. <laughs> they mean business, man. They don't they don't go with that, you know. With that sharp C, they go with a hard K. Yeah, with a hard K. The (laughs) hardest K's. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, they turn him into like a a fucking uh, 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 cotton candy cocoon. And then they drag him back into their uh, big top space chip. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, (laughs) listeners, I swear that we are not high or drunk right now. Like, this is... This is this, this is what we saw. Like, and you know what? Don't judge us. You've got plenty of time on your hands. You should just cue this movie up and watch it for yourself. Yeah, why not? Um, um, slow night. You got nothing to do. Quarantine's got you down. The end of the world is coming. Killer clowns. <laughs> Boom. Pop it in the uh, the old DVD player. <laughs> I, I guarantee you you've never seen anything like this movie uh, and you never want to and you'll never want to see anything else like it again <laughs> <laughs> well apparently there there is a follow-up to this film so there's I a think, sequel yep 
Yep. Oh. They, it's called Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So, oh, nice. Okay. So they come back, obviously, because yeah. they had unfinished business, you know? Yeah, <laughs> with uh, Catwoman and Penguin and... And all of that, yes. And all of yes. them, yes. And all the um, rest. So yeah, And all the rest. <laughs> so uh, fast forward a little bit. Uh, we We... We get transported to Makeout Creek in, the, in this indiscriminate uh, Midwestern town. And, you know, all the teens are up there in their cars, you know, trying to get some as one does in the 80s. Yes. Uh, in case you haven't known, it's like if you are the age of 20 or under, your primary concern above anything else, even your own personal safety, is trying to score some booty. Yeah, that's right. Poontang. That's what's on the menu. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, the whole the whole of Makeout Creek smells like hairspray. And uh, when all of a sudden the ambiance is interrupted by um, by the Terenzini brothers. <laughs> all right. Uh, for one, like, OK, can we can we just talk about like the protagonists, right? The Terenzini brothers are, um, oh, the Terenz, I'm sorry, the Terenzini, the Terenzi brothers. Oh, you know, my faux pas. Um, but uh, 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 the Terenzi brothers uh, and the main character, Mike Tobacco, that's his real name. Uh, I just Googled that. <laughs> no, come yes. on. That's his, that, that nah. is his Christian, that's his Christian name. That's his, well, that's, that's the name of the character. So that's the oh, character's okay. Christian name. Okay, okay. I thought I thought somebody in real life had been named Mike Tobacco. It's just like <laughs> unless you unless you're heir to the, like the Marlboro Fortune, you shouldn't be named Tobacco. You know. <laughs> that sounds like one of the reject kids that went to the Willy Wonka factory and like got <laughs> blown up by the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Jeez. I'm Mike Tobacco. I like to smoke chocolate cigarettes. And then the Oompa Loompas are like, Oompa Loompa, fuck you! You know, and they just pull out the guns, <laughs> blow them away with a fucking minigun. Like Predator that, style. Yeah. Like Bill Duke <laughs> and Predator. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Just, I'm going to have huh? some fun. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> just like, oh, you know, screaming as he's fucking... <laughs> Blown away, Mike Tobacco. <laughs> oh man! And and had that happened, this would have taken the caliber of this movie up by at least a factor of five. Because it's it's because this movie just goes along at kind of the same pace. The, oh, I, there's so much. <laughs> we got to keep ourselves from not getting too carried away with, with I know. how I know bad I know, I know. this movie is. Like it's a spectacle. It's so bad, but. Um, as we meet some of the other characters, uh, somewhat apropos to what's happening right now, we meet a police chief who just hates anything that ha- that even has the stench of youth on it. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah. I mean, the first time we see him, he's in his police car, he's waiting at a stoplight, and some young guy crosses with two bags full of beers. I don't know how this this skinny kid is carrying them. And uh, the cop is looking at this kid. He's just like punk. And then when the kid gets across the street, he goes, cops. 
And I'm just like, ah, topical, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) This movie still holds up. Yeah. And if you notice, the kid is drinking a generic beer, which reminds me of the movie that we went to go see for your birthday at Alamo back in February. What was the name? Yes, of that Repo Man. Repo, Repo Man. Man. Where it's just called beer. Like it's, it's just, just beer. beer on <laughs> and I'm just like, oh shit! This is like some sort of cinematic universe that's that's going on right now. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! Um, but yeah, so um, that's that's that uh, that guy, uh, the uh, police chief, police chief Mooney. Um, <laughs> he's he's played by a, a guy named John Vernon, uh, who I think he's like a frequent uh, uh, villain in like the National Lampoon's movies, and he was like <laughs> the villain in like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was like the evil dean. Um, <laughs> He looks so, like he's only cut out for those roles. Like <laughs> he found fa- he found his niche. I'm not even hating. He he found his niche. You know? Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, so I I want to get back to the main characters in this movie. Are they in high school? Are they in college? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like 30 years old, and they're like talking about like, oh, I know those guys from class. I'm like, what class? Like. <laughs> it's like biology class or like you know intro to feminist studies like what what class are you guys talking about we literally saw them do nothing that indicated that their lives had any direction at all it's just like no i saw them in class like like what yeah, like, like, you, like what class he knows them from school. I'm like, which school? Like Parsons School of Design or like PS 130 Bumblefuck? You know, um, <laughs> beauty. I'm like, yeah, beauty school. Yeah, yeah, of course, with those mullets. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, because they're like, you know, it's the 80s. It's 80s movies, so it's like a bunch of 20 year olds playing, you know, 15 year olds. So right. I'm like, how old are they supposed to be? Yeah, I mean they all live with their parents, kind of, right? Supposedly, and and yeah, as as every other parent uh, in eighties movies is, they're all terrible because they have no idea that their kids are out in the world and possibly being murdered. Uh, after a meteor streaks across the sky, like nobody, nobody's just like, hey, you know, maybe we should check in on our loved ones because this is kind of a big event, you know. Anywho. Um, so the clowns start to run amok in the town, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're bringing their off brand of comedy to whatever situation, (laughs) whatever situation they encounter. My, I think one of my favorite parts, I have to say, they, they, they come into contact with a biker gang at a bar. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) And the littlest clown, he's, you know, he's there with, like, his tricycle. And, you know, the big bad biker, he's just like, oh, you know, uh, can, can I see that? Is, I've never I've never seen a tricycle or some shit like that. And um, the the clown goes along with it. And the biker just smashes this guy, this clown's tricycle. And, you know, the, the clown feigns a moment of sadness, like, and then it leaps into the sky and disappears and then comes 
<laughs> right back down with a pair of boxing gloves. So somehow this biker still keeps his sanity from fracturing, from f- seeing something disappear in front of his face. And he's just like, oh, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And the clown literally punched his head off. Off. <laughs> he punched his head off. Off. <laughs> Completely. And I got to say, the, the hit was so clean, it didn't even leave any blood spatter behind. No, I mean, like, <laughs> it, it was like an artisanal punch. Like, it, it was just so, like... Like, the neck was just a perfect stump. It was like (laughs) ultra, it was like Rick and Morty, like Rick Sanchez talks about, like, ultra level. Like, it was the most level stump that there ever was. Um, But that, I thought that was, like, that made my jaw drop. Because up until then, like, it was just like, oh, you know, hijinks, bad puppetry, you know. Um, uh, the, the, the clowns barely making any facial, like they, they never move their faces because they're, you know, that would cost some money. Um, I, so, they, they only, they only manage like some minor movements and I, I'm still trying to figure out how they manage to, uh, budget that into the movie. <laughs> um, I, I, which I have to commend the movie for because it, it looks it looks cheap, but at the same time, they're do they're working with what they got. Um, you know, let, let's talk about our favorite. Uh, 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 since you you talked about the uh, your favorite uh, clown attack, mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about my favorite clown attack, which is the bus stop cl- attack of the <laughs> shadow puppets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody out there, uh, quarantiners. Uh, there is a moment in this fucking movie where this clown, this killer clown, you <laughs> of know, <course. laughs> you know, sidles up to a bunch of people at a bus stop and he's doing like his he's doing hand puppet like shadow puppets. It's nighttime. He's doing shadow puppets. <laughs> um, and there's some, you know. There's a there's a real stinkum among the group of people at the bus stop. There's a real like, you know, um, you know who uh, uh, you know is is late for his uh, Make America Great Again rally, and he's <laughs> he's pissed, and he takes umbrage with this killer clown, this clown who he just met, who's making these puppets. And he's just like, I've seen this shit before, and the clown not saying. <laughs> In the tradition of Marcel Marceau, just like silently is like disapproves of his his like boohooing and just like throws up like this dinosaur. And people are just like, what? Well, first he makes like a butterfly that just takes off. And then people are like, whoa, that's talent. And then the guy, then the clown is like, "Uh oh, here comes a dinosaur. And I'm just like, no way. <laughs> the dinosaur then comes to life and eats them all <laughs> in one bite in, in one, one bite. fell swoop and i'm just like wow the the steven spielberg must have been in the theater taking notes uh <laughs> when he was just like you know jurassic billy and the clonosaurus <laughs> scene one 
<laughs> Tyrannosaurus <laughs> devours. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Um, and it's at this point that our protagonist, uh, brown hair guy, and his friend, young cop, because uh, in this... <laughs> In this whole town, there are only two police officers. Two. Yes. That's it. Yes. For the whole city. And um, they, uh, at this point, they have some inkling that, you know, something is afoot in the town. So they happen to come across the scene that Pablo just explained. And when they see this shadow dinosaur devour uh, a whole group of people in one bite, a uh, brown hair guy loses his shit. He's just like, we got to kill it. And he he floors the the gas in the car and tries to like careen uh, at this clown and the clown like the uh, the prior one earlier in the film uh, just jumps into the sky because this is what clowns from outer space (laughs) can do. I'm like, why the ship? Why the ship, really? You think it's just flying to space? Why the ship? They just squirt up into the air like that blue, sh- that blue shit that comes out of the 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 tanker bugs and Starship Troopers. You know, they're just like, exactly, and he's in space. Exactly, exactly. That I think that's all I've got for this film. Like I, I would try to explain more of it, but. This is all the film is. I mean, do you just want to do you want to cut to the end of whatever ending Uh, I was slapped onto? Yeah, exactly. Because the ending feels like it was directed by uh, the the people who made that first season of Power Rangers just in the (laughs) in the scope of like when they do the the when there's a there's a moment in the movie where the, uh, the the trio um, the girlfriend, the Terenzi brothers, and um, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm sorry, the girlfriend. Her name's she has a name. Ugh, look at me being a misogynist, Debbie. It um, <laughs> it does, this doesn't count. It this yeah. it doesn't. Matter. <laughs> I get a pass. Nice. No, none of this. None of this matters. Like this movie. <laughs> this movie doesn't matter. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. It's just, but I'm, I'm right. pretty sure that actress is appreciative that you don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Look her up, people. Suzanne Snyder. She plays Debbie Stone in Killer Clowns. Oh. So, uh, so anyway, no, nobody puts this on their resume. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you're going for the sequel to kill to, to attack of the killer tomatoes. Oh, um, <laughs> So, uh, so the trio—it's—it's it's not the not the trio, the quartet. It's Mike Tobacco, Debbie, um, and the Terenzi brothers, uh, Rod and Todd Terenzi. They're mm. all trying to escape. And uh, oh wait, 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 no, no, no. I'm sorry, They're, I'm missing out. There's like a Han Solo moment. So, uh, uh, Mike and Debbie are are running away, and they confront this giant clown. And then that's when, like, this giant clown is about to eat them, and then. The Terenzi brothers like barrel in in their in their ice cream truck. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention they're they're ice cream salesmen <laughs> <laughs> who like to fucking who who basically barreled in the first scene like at Makeout Creek, basically like playing like they're 
like their the the jingle and telling everybody like, "Hey, get a get an ice pop, suck it down like it's a fucking dick," you know, <laughs> um, really forward. I was just like, "Wow, this is really intense." So I mean, they're um, selling ice cream at night. Like, what else are they gonna do? You know, like. They're going to like the the most unpopulated corners of this town, city, whatever, and they're just like, "Hey, buy ice cream." I know you're trying to fuck right now, but <laughs> don't you want some ice cream? You know, <laughs> don't you want like a Super Mario pop with the gumball nose <laughs> while you're fucking doing a doggy style? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, um. <laughs> So, okay, so uh, they barrel in, the Terenzi brothers barrel in in their ice cream truck, and I was just like, it's brick. Like, they go through a brick wall. And I'm just like, so this spaceship, of which the killer clowns travel, <laughs> is made of brick and mortar? There's like, <laughs> like, there's the structural, the structural, you know, composition of this spacecraft boggles my mind. Hey, you, you may know, laugh. You may laugh, but I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere. We could Google it later. But this is what, you know, SpaceX has based their technology <laughs> off of. You know, it's like you know That's why they can't that's why they can't get a like they they can't like properly land their ships. It's because like the sheetrock constantly tears underneath. <laughs> it gives well, way to the exposed aluminum oh, siding. <laughs> So back to the physics of a uh, of a spaceship circus tent. Yes. So um, the the duo the the Terenzi brothers sacrifice themselves, but it turns out I think they hook up with two clown um, ladies whose boobs infl- inflate. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. Like your fucking titties just like expand. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, you know, it's just like. Come on, movie. <laughs> they were like clown titties. Where do I sign up? You know, so I bet they make like the the huh sound when, when you squeeze. <laughs> do you you think when they squirt it's seltzer water? <laughs> oh god, that's so gross. Yes, yes, I think it's seltzer water. So. So anyway, Mike and Debbie escape. The clown ship takes off, and then and then like they're finally the the police and fire department show up, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" I think it erupts in in uh, in fucking uh, fireworks, and then what what rains down from the sky? Is it confetti or is it like is it cotton candy? I can't remember. It's uh, just random shit as well as one of the clown cars that was inside of the ship. And right. within the clown car, uh, our our young cop friend uh, took refuge and managed to survive this explosion in the upper atmosphere and land safely and conscious to the ground. And when he emerged, he reunited with his buds and it seems like everybody's having a good time and um uh and they're almost mourning they're mourning the uh the two i can't even remember their names the brother terenzi's the brother. yeah the Teren- ice cream Terenzi, assholes the, the terenzi <laughs> brothers and it turns out 
that they survived as well. How how do you ask? How how did they survive their truck exploding before the ship even took off? Well, it turns out that they jumped into the fridge of the ice cream truck. <laughs> jump to which steven spielberg again is feverishly writing down notes (laughs) he's like when indiana jones comes back he's gonna jump into a fridge and the fucking atomic blast goes off oh my god the by the way uh the terenzi brothers we haven't described this but the terenzi brothers are 50 years old they're 50 year old men Yes, uh, they are. Again, which which poses the question, what school are they going to? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a community college? <laughs> you know. Um, time has no... Time, time has, has no meaning. No meaning in this movie, <laughs> in this town. Yeah. They, um, they exist on the edge of a singularity, probably. <laughs> so, so, so they're, um, they're all reunited. Yeah, and, and it's a happy uh, fucking ending. And... It's a happy ending, and then uh, the 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 young lady of the group, uh, she's like, "Do you think it's over?" And they're just like, "Yeah, it's over," and they all get pied. <laughs> <laughs> to which I felt like I got a metaphorical pie to the face because I just wasted about an hour and a half watching this stupid piece of shit. Oh my god. Uh, oh, so, so that was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, yes. If you're if you're into self abuse, you know, just you know, go ahead, throw it on. I'll just I'm just gonna say real quick. This was directed by the Chiodo Brothers. Those guys made Critters. Like they they made all these claymation um, uh, and like practical effects. Some of the effects mm-hmm. are pretty good uh, in Killer Clowns, but they're known for making like. Uh, critters, and then they did large margin in uh, Pee Wee's play in uh, in uh, ah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay, um, yeah, and you know these guys aren't like you know aren't nobodies. They're like big. They're like big time like genre film uh, makers. You know, okay. Uh, they're special. They're special effects guys. Uh, but I think this might be their only film. I'm not really sure. You can't. Don't quote me on that. So. So yeah, it's it's you know, I guess they were just like uh, they just got high and they're just like we got clout, let's make us some killer clowns, <laughs> and they had a blast making it and they did a few lines of coke and then they had some ice cream, you know, <laughs> and then Bob's your uncle. So that was that was killer clowns. So yeah, let's let's switch over to uh, <laughs> to Guardians, <laughs> Guardians All of the right. Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume One. So um, it's amazing. It's amazing what they did with this property because uh, they've been in the Marvel comics for quite some time, but they've never been, at least before this movie, like the A-list heroes. You know, they were no. just another property. They took. They take place in space. You know, so now now you know the the common line here <laughs> between both movies, and. Um, then uh, once this uh, movie happened, I mean, you know, there were people who had doubts. I I even had some doubts. I was just like, huh, you know, this isn't exactly the top tier um, property here. But uh, Disney, D- 
Disney and Marvel, they just like, hey, we're making magic. We're going to take something that nobody knows about. <laughs> and we're going to make you fucking like it because we're Disney. And they did it, you know, and, and all the trailers are just like uh, letting us know that it was this super colorful and adventurous movie. And, you know, you're going to be coming along for a ride. Movie starts starts with uh, the death of the protagonist's mother from cancer. Yes, and that's right. I, and I have to ask Disney, what the fuck is your problem <laughs> with killing off mothers in your movies? Like, why do you do this? Why? You expect families to come see these movies. Why do you do this? I know. It's it's a really heartbreaking scene. Um, y- yes. And then it's punctuated by, like, it's such, this movie uh, and... A lot of James Gunn's movies have like this really odd tone where they either make like there's an emotional moment and he's he's kind of made a career of this, right? James Gunn. Mm. Uh, there's an emotional moment and then it's it's either punctuated by uh, by insult to injury or by a comedic beat that <laughs> completely undercuts the emotional moment. And so the kid like runs out and is just like you know mourning the loss of it, of his mom who he couldn't even he couldn't even hold her hand um when she died you know because she was mm-hmm. like asking him to hold her hand and um he's just like he's he goes outside he's mourning and then immediately abducted by aliens i'm just like oh. jesus christ let the kid have a fucking moment man it's like, oh, you think you have trauma? All right. <laughs> and now abducted from your planet. <laughs> Double the trauma. Double the trauma. Um, you, you will never be okay. Um, yeah. Which is probably why he... I have a theory that um, Peter Quill is uh, one, just a, an, an insufferable horn dog uh, traveling amongst the stars. But he's probably also pretty fluid in regards to his sexuality. Because think about it. He's one of the few Earthlings in the far cosmos. And he's going to grow up. He's still going to have his desires and his feelings. He's got to do something with all that. So he, um, and being abducted from such a young age, I doubt that he's had the talk before then. No. So he he just had to figure all that out. So he... he probably tried everything while he was. You, you think know... he got the? To- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 he, no. Please, yeah, he ahead. tried everything. Um, do you think he he got the talk from uh, what's what's his name again? Um, Yandu. Um, Yandu. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Do you think he got the talk from Yandu? And Yandu gave him like a hillbilly, an alien hillbilly kind of. Like a description. <laughs> Whatever talk he gave him, he gave he, it was it was just to control him and scare him. Because growing up, he kept saying that you know, hey, the rest of the crew wants to eat you. The only reason you're alive is because I stop them. So he's under the constant you know specter of death uh, by cannibalism. Not even cannibalism because they're not his species. Just death. <laughs> Death by getting eaten. Just death by getting eaten. <laughs> so murder. Whatever the, whatever the talk was, he was just like. He probably told him, "It's like, hey, you know, it's a fifty-fifty shot. You could, it could feel good, or 
you know, you could get space gonorrhea and yeah. you don't want that because then your spine will explode. You know, so <laughs> you take a pee and it, you literally pee fire because, you know, you were hot. You're with a hot, I don't know, Atraxian girl or something. Or <laughs> girl, like they have genders on Atraxia. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Get with the times, dude. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just like, man, my woke, my space wokeness is at an all-time low. <laughs> space wokeness. Oh, man. Oh, they'd be like, uh, they'd look at you. They'd be like, oh, you're from Earth, aren't you? <laughs> uh, but uh, we move on further into the film. And yeah. uh, Peter's uh, grown up. He's He has... He's establishing that he is a he's a thief um, in his mind. He's a uh, notorious, well-known thief because uh, as he squares up against uh, Jaiman Hounzu, uh, I don't know his name, his character's name, but um, oh, he's Korath, the pursuer, Korath, the pursuer, which makes yeah. sense since he's after. All right, <laughs> I, I, I won't I won't finish that line, but she's like, you may have heard heard of me under another name. Star Lord and Jaiman's yeah. just like, who? You know, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you know, to which like I feel like audiences watching it were just like, what? Who? Exact <laughs> like th- that exact fucking you know, that exact reaction because like the Guardians of the Galaxy are like maybe not even second stringers; they're like third string. Like you don't even yeah. think about it with the within the context of Marvel comics. Um, exactly exactly but now I'm they're a name sh- brand oh for sure for sure i'm sure back in the day uh guardians of the galaxy comics were like given were given to you for free if you bought like two comics uh on the same day or something like that it's just like hey we're gonna throw in a guardians uh comic for you and you're like yeah sure whatever it's either so- that or nova <laughs> oh here you go oh, <laughs> fucking nova i hate nova <laughs> Green uh, Lantern yeah. forever. It's, wow, dude. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah. So uh, we're introduced to the rest of the characters, uh, Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon, as well as uh, Gamora, Nebula, Nebula oh, and Gamora, and yeah, and uh, and all the rest. Um, <laughs> <and we're, laughs> And we see that they are they, they each have their their niche existences that aren't really going anywhere. Uh, Drax as well. Uh, we yeah, don't want to forget. Drax. Well, Drax, they find him in jail. Like they find him like God only knows what he did. But uh, they, I mean, Gamora and um, Gamora, Rocket and and Groot are all after uh, Peter Quill because he's got the MacGuffin. Right, mm-hmm. he's got the Power Stone. That's right. Um, and I mean, uh, they all end up together on a space prison, um, and they where there they meet Drax. I feel like we're sk- we're skipping we're skipping vast swaths of this movie. We don't but, you we know don't, we don't have to go over this movie with a fine tooth comb because yeah, people have you know, seen it. Yeah, people have seen it, and we're comparing this to Killer Clowns. I mean, it's yeah. uh, we 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 just want to get to the juicy bits because. Do you have God. a fa- Do you have a favorite <laughs> moment from this from this movie? 
Um, because like, where do you where do you place this movie? Like in your Marvel comic, in your Marvel movie uh, viewing, you know? Mm-hmm. I would say, I would say it's in my top eight. Um, in your top eight? Yeah, just because it's it's a solid movie. It it doesn't depend on any other part of the Marvel universe in order to exist. Um, it's really fun. All the characters are very distinct and different, and you understand them by the end. Um, they they each have like an emotional arc, um, and especially uh, Rocket, like Rocket Raccoon. He uh, like he really pulls you into the uh, the the various layers that he has that he has erected around himself in order to survive. You know, he's, he has this tough exterior. He has a biting sense of humor, um, but he hides a lot, a lot of pain and a lot, a lot of insecurity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like when we, when we first, like when he's aboard that prison and he get, like they're coming out of that weird carrot juice shower. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Like he's coming out of it, and then you see his back. He's got like, uh, he's got like matrix plugs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Fucking, yeah. I really, I really love Rocket. Um, I love, uh, I, I love Gamora. I, I mean, I love this whole movie, but there are certain moments in this movie that I was just like, they have my least favorite moments in the entire MCU. Really? Um, yeah. Because um, there's there's this like I've never felt plot armor so deeply as when um, as when these characters are in danger. Like never there was never a moment where I was just like, oh, my God, these guys are in danger. I always feel like there is like this serious plot armor around everyone except maybe Groot because Groot is unkillable. Uh, because, uh, at one point, uh, Gamora, she's trying to escape with the MacGuffin, you know, the power stone and, Mm -hmm. um, and Nebula shoots her ship and uh, it explodes. And then Gamora is floating in space. I'm like, there is no fucking way she survived that. There's no fucking way she got thrown from the wreckage in one piece. Um, she's an alien. Yeah. Yeah, she's an alien, but like uh, when when Nebula gets hurt, she really gets hurt. Like her arm gets blown, like her hand gets blown off. Uh, her bones have to pop back into place. True. I'm just like, that doesn't happen to Gamora. Is Gamora because when Thanos throws her off a fucking uh, off the fucking Mount Doom, she <laughs> she dies. She fucking dies. I'm just like that had that she must have been doing like what like two like one maybe two G's on the way down. <laughs> oh shit. Oh my god. Like think about how many fucking gigajoules of energy got got passed through her system as she got blown out of a fucking uh out of a star cruiser doing like I don't know Mach Mach 2. Um <laughs> Like by 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 green, it's it's not even lasers. It's like green necroplasm. I'm pretty sure that's hot, right? Well, <laughs> she is the fiercest woman in the galaxy, so true, that has to true. that has to you know 
account for something. I don't know. I mean, you make a point there. I mean, the the the, the, the physics of mortality are are played fast and loose uh, in the MCU. But uh, just just jumping forward a little bit after. A lot of trials and tribulations and everybody sort of overcoming their their shortcomings as individuals and realizing that they have a space of safety amongst each other. They they congeal into a, a team, almost like a a little family. Um, and uh, it's it's really it's really cool to see because like on a serious note, it's it's almost like they represent um, an aspect of intersectionality where at the beginning they it seems like they have absolutely nothing in common um, and then as they as they realize they're they're in the same situation together they at first you know team up just to survive but over time they realize that they're all kind of the same in regards to like their vulnerability their need for each other and that and how how much greater they are together and how accepting they become. I mean, fucking they accepted a raccoon and a talking tree like <laughs> like h- how much more like uh, tolerant and and inclusive <laughs> and inclusive can you be? You know? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, th- this movie is. um is I'd say it's like in my top five of the MCU, um, but uh, it still suffers from uh, issues like like I said the the previous issues I mentioned. Um, but I still end up liking this movie a lot, and mm. I think that it's because of the uh, the the kind of weird the weirdness uh, the the colorful nature of it. And the the odd choice of making this kind of like they did a Pulp Fiction thing where they provided like a, a soundtrack of just seventies hits, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and and, and it, it, it's really it's really interesting and and kind of heartfelt, uh, especially at the end when you know uh, it's a callback to the beginning when he loses his mom that uh, he reaches out and extends his the, the, his hand to his friends to link up to the power stone and defeat Ronan, the accuser Ronan, the accuser by far one of the worst MCU <laughs> villains ever made. Um, Cause uh, he's like, he has no zero dimensions other than I am evil, bad guy. Uh, I go after MacGuffin. Uh, so uh, Ronan, the accuser gets blown up after, after a dance off to save the universe. Uh, and um, he's the Steppenwolf of the MCU. Let's put it that <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, <laughs> Steppenwolf was he in Justice League? Oh my god, he's gonna be in the Snyder Cut again. <sighs> they're gonna make him even like they're gonna give him an edgier face, probably. Ugh. <sighs> so, but um, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of to, it's kind of hard to imagine uh, crossing over these two films, but. You know, if if the killer clowns from outer space met the Guardians of the Galaxy, just really quickly, what do you think would happen? The killer clowns, I suspect, would wipe the floor with the Guardians. Yeah? Yeah. Because um, um, there's more unity and, like, lockstep. 
Like, there's a lockstep methodical nature. Also, the kill clowns don't really adhere to anything within the realm of physics, whereas whereas, uh, there is definitely physics at play within the Guardians of the Galaxy. So... Mm. um, so you know, uh, I'm 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 assuming that Peter Quill would die first. Um, I think ra- the only person that has a real shot at defeating them is probably Rocket Raccoon, um, and and Groot, mm. just because of the 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 sheer ingenuity that they both have, True. Um, and brute force. So, um, but I think it's curtains for for the Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. It, it, yeah, they they're wrapped up in a fucking cotton candy cocoon. Uh, yeah. Tune into our social media for more places where you can donate. Donate to the George Floyd Memorial Fund uh, and George Floyd's sisters Memorial Fund. Um, and um, yeah, uh, that about wraps it up. I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and together we are once again the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. <laughs>